Welcome to Behind the Backline, the podcast where we chat with merchants, brands, and industry professionals in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space about their products, services, industry trends, stories, and more. Join us now as we dig into the stories behind our favorite backline gear. Welcome to episode 11 of Behind the Backline. I'm Matt Jacoby of Octave Media, and today I'm speaking with the founder from Playtime Engineering, Troy Sheets. Thanks for joining me today, Troy. Yeah, hi. Great to be here. Yeah, so uh, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, again, my name is Troy. I'm the uh, founder and creator of, um, of the Blip Blocks by Playtime Engineering, and this is a, a synthesizer basically designed for kids. Very cool. So um, I noticed the age range on it starts from three on up. So uh, kind of how does it um, transition to adulthood? <laughs> <laughs> the, the nice thing about this product is uh, it, it really is a fully functional synthesizer. So although when you first look at it, it's, it's clearly a toy. It's clearly made for kids to have fun with. Um, as you get sort of under the hood and you start playing with it some more, you'll find there's a lot of details and a lot of complexity so you can actually use it as a real professional synthesizer so it's something that i think um you know kids can grow into and even their parents can borrow for actual music cool yeah i noticed it had an um interface to connect to other um i guess you could say adult synthesizers is that is it kind of does it act as like as a um extended module as well or yeah exactly It, it has midi interfaces so it has a midi in so you can plug in an external keyboard or an external sequencer, so you can actually, you know, use the blip blocks as a as as a real tone generator, and it has an audio output jack also. So you can basically put MIDI into it, uh, get MIDI out of it, so you can use this as a real studio or performance tool. And I did notice that it was very kid oriented because when I was I was playing with it, I think I felt like I might have been one of the few adults at the booth at NAMM that time. Um, there was a f- I think some of the consumers had come through and had brought kids along with. So, <laughs> um, it was appealing to everybody at that um, the day that I stopped by. So yeah, we had fun. It was really great at NAMM. Whenever you know, it's, NAMM isn't a real kid oriented event. So when we did have some children come through, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, actually, I don't think I was expecting to see kids there at all. And um, now that I think about it, I feel like that might have been, you might have been one of the f- only or few booths that actually had kids now that I, I think back because it was just like, wait, this is all, all an adult event. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh, how long has uh, the product been kind of in development or where did the idea spawn from? Yeah, I've, I've had this idea for a long time. I've been into synthesizers and electronic music for, for many years since I was really a, a teenager myself. And, um, you know, for several years, I've had this idea of taking the real fun aspects of synthesizers, because I've always thought them to be a lot of fun, Um, you know, especially when you get into, you know, the big synthesizers and the modular synthesizers, just sitting and tweaking the knobs and really exploring new sounds. uh, I've always thought that to be a lot of fun. And so I spent a lot of time trying to think how we could take that experience and simplify it and actually create something that children could uh, could have that same experience with. So about four years ago, I got really serious about uh, starting with software design, you know, doing some of the real preliminary work on it. And I, I started from scratch. Uh, literally, the, the first thing I did was, you know, write software to create a, uh, basically a sawtooth wave. That's about the easiest thing you can do in software. 
And the entire code base for the whole product is, is based, you know, started from that point. So it's all completely custom. And I just kept um, you know, writing the code and kept making progress on it. I got into some of the mechanical design of the product, some of the plastic design. I got a 3D printer. I started playing with CAD software. And I built up some, some prototypes. And I had a lot of fun with that. And at that point, I was really seeing that you know, I, I could have a real product here. Uh, one of the main, sort of the, the big breakthroughs I had is when I decided to go look for a real industrial designer, a real sort of industrial product designer, to actually you know, make this into a, a real product. And I started hunting around a little bit, and I ended up uh, hooking up with Axel Hartmann uh, at DesignBox in Germany. And he is a very well-known synthesizer designer. He's done the product design for a lot of Waldorf synths, a lot of Moog synths. And um, he really liked this idea. And I, I was sort of surprised. I was really happy that, that he was into the idea. He actually had synthesizer and toy experience. Um, he liked this idea. And he basically got back to me with some prototypes. And they, were, they just looked fantastic. I, I was really blown away. So basically, that was the point where I really thought that uh, we had an exciting product to work with. So uh, from there, we've just been working on the details, and uh, we got all the way to our our launch at, at NAM with our, with our with our prototypes. So it's been a good journey. Yeah, definitely. Now, from someone who has actually seen the interface, can you? And I, this might be the only kind of little questionable area that I wanted to ask you about was how do all of the uh, you know, it's kind of diagrammed for kids. And as an adult, it's a little embarrassing to say this, but um, how do all like the arrows and everything, like it kind of, it's almost like, a, it's like a map. I felt like it, it's kind of leads you around the buttons and stuff. And how does that kind of, I mean, uh, direct you in, in terms of using it? Sure, sure. We, we spent a lot of time on the, on basically this diagram and the user interface. And we spent a lot of time trying to figure out what do we label or do we label anything and as we started to, we sort of, I sort of went down this path of basically labeling each button, uh, trying to explain what each button did right on the, the synthesizer. And it just started to get really cluttered and it sort of started to lose the toy aspect. Uh, once we started to put too much technical detail in, um, on the faceplate there itself. And it, we just, we basically ended up leaning towards this, this, this sort of design with just the signal flow arrows, which is admittedly a little bit cryptic. I, I think a lot of people will, will say that, um, you know, that the design is a little bit cryptic, but it turns out I think that's a little bit, it's sort of part of the fun. And the arrows actually, they tell a lot of the story about what's going on. So we, we have them color coded. So, you know, for example, we have green arrows and those represent the notes. So there's a button to select the different sequences and those flow into a, a lever, a lever that controls the tempo of the notes. So you can see all that along the green lines. And then those green lines flow into the oscillator and also flowing into the oscillator are the blue control signals. That's where you have your envelopes and your LFOs. They flow into the oscillator. And when you combine the notes and the control signals, you basically get the audio out. And the audio is represented by the red lines. And then the red line will go through the filter and then it will go through the, you know, go out through the volume control. So it really is sort of a, um, you know, someone I heard describe it as a, they say it looks sort of like shoots and ladders where uh, you sort <laughs> of, 
you sort of you know flow through the signal flow and it's really not that complicated. So once you know the basics, I think it's I, I think it, I'm very happy with the way it turned out. Uh, I think it was a good it's a good balance between keeping sort of a fun, uh, playful look to the product uh, without you know burdening it with too much technical uh, too much technical diagrams or too much te- technical uh, sort of jargon on the front panel there. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I mean, I, I'm not necessarily a synthesizer guy. I'm more, more of a drummer, actually. But, um, but you know, just no, kind of knowing that, oh, they represent signal flow versus, um, uh, like, actual steps. And, you know, do I push this button next? It was more of like a step-by-step button push thing. To, at first, that was my first impression. But signal flow makes more sense. So you kind of get the feel and flow as to where things are going internally and kind of how, how they interact with each other. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the idea is really so when when the when a child first plays with it, they, they don't need to know what's going on. They can just they can just have fun, you know, randomly pressing the buttons, and that that's an entertaining experience. But the the hope is that as the children use it more, they will get more interested into what's what's going on with it, and they will actually want to learn what these signals are doing. And we have a very comprehensive manual, so. Um, when the kids want to start learning more about it or when adults want a deeper understanding, uh, we, we lay, we lay out all the details there. Okay. Do you, uh, have you ever heard, uh, it considered like a gateway drug to synthesizers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, the, the number of times I've heard the term, uh, you know, start them early at, at, at now is, you know, I must've heard that hundreds of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's great. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, I was lucky enough as a child to, well, as a teenager to get some, at the time, was some really nice, um, you know, music equipment um, through my parents, and uh, you know, I understand not all children can have access to that. Uh, hopefully, with the blip locks, it will it will lower the bar as to you know for when children and how children can start getting into music and production. Cool. So um, I could kind of take a guess as to where the name came from, but I probably shouldn't. Um, can you where where did it come from, or how did it originate? <laughs> I. <laughs> I, I bounced around a, a lot of names. I, I, I liked, um, you know, I, I think most people really want to call it the the, the blip box. Um, but there are a, a lot of other products out there from all, you know, all sorts of different, there's a few different products out there uh, called blip box. And I just did not want to have that, you know, deal with any sort of copyright issue. So I went with blip blocks. I put an L in there. It has a nice sort of, uh, nice sort of rhyme to it. And, you know, the, the, the blocks, you know, you can think of building blocks as, you know, sort of like, like music building blocks, you know, this, uh, the, the blip blocks. That, that's basically where, where I speak of that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. For the most part, I, I'll always say, oh, box too, but it's good that you've, you've differentiated that because I feel like I've heard that before. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so, like, for me as a drummer, you know, where we can interface with electronic drum brains. Is this something that could actually benefit us too, or is this more of just a typical synthesizer? Um, yeah, it's, it, it is fun. I, there is a uh, very simple drum machine on it. It has a kick and a snare. And um, you have to say for, for, for a kid's toy, being, being able to hit those buttons and just having a kick and a snare um, adds a lot to the product and adds a lot of fun. Um, there's also drum patterns. So you can either turn the drum patterns on and off. You can have the uh, the blip blocks play the, the drums, or you can play them manually. There's also some some deeper features in there 
um, where you can play with the drum tones and the and the drum uh, release times. So it, it's sort of it, it gets it's it's kind of a fun drum machine, especially once you you can change the assignment of the knobs to like change the tone or the pitch of some of the drums, and that that starts to get really fun. So you know, I know I, I, being a drummer, I don't know your your opinion on drum machines, but. Um, <laughs> But but certainly, I, I want to put the fun of both synthesizers and drum machines into this product. And cool. I think, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too pessimistic. I'm not worried that they're going to, you know, replace us as drummers or take over the drumming world in anytime soon. So I think I'll, I'll be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Does it interface with any other instruments? Like, would it work with the, I, I guess I, I, I think guitar at first, but I guess, you know, does it have any applications for other instruments? So it, it has the MIDI in. So Really, what you can do with it is you any device that can send a MIDI signal, and that includes a keyboard, also like electronic drum pads. So if you had uh, electronic drum pads that can send MIDI signals, uh, you could you, you could play the device with that, and you also have the audio out. So really, anything that you can push into it with MIDI, uh, you, you can play the dev- you can play the blip locks, and you get the the nice. Um, the audio out, which you can go directly like into a sound card, so you can you know start to put that into your um, your music workstation and, and do some fun stuff with that. Cool. Um, I have to ask because I, I can't imagine you stand out as a direct competitor to adult size synthesizers, but have any other synthesizer companies like come to you in terms of like, hey, thanks for creating this space that's a way for people to like, you know, they're building future customers for other people too. Is this, uh, have you ever thought of it that way or? Yeah. Yeah. We actually had a lot of fun at, at NAMM. We, uh, you know, early in the morning, this one Asian gentleman came by and he was a very average looking, looking guy. And he was very interested in the product. And, um, I just, he, he had uh, a Korg sticker on a Korg badge and we were chatting, had a really nice chat. And then, uh, he gave me his card and he was actually the president of Korg. So oh. <laughs> it was pretty fun to, he was, he was very interested in the product and it was very fun to chat with him um, and, you know, get, get some of his feedback on the product. He, he was very interested. I think it's, um, I, I'm actually surprised in my development that there hasn't been a lot of other products out there that's attempted to grab this, grab this space. So basically a synthesizer for kids. For kids, there, there's so many children's uh, music products out there that are basically sample based. They they just play back samples, um, you know, your standard piano and bells. And um, I, I'm actually surprised there hasn't been a children's uh, music synthesizer that that's hit the market. There's been one or two other sort of smaller devices out there. Um, you know, we're, we're certainly not the very first to do this, but it, it's been really good. Um, to basically hit the market with, with something pretty new and, and pretty fresh. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, now that you say that, I just think thinking back to my childhood, like, you know, all the, the keyboards and all the like, you know, little kid versions of all these things that we would have gotten, this didn't really stand out as something that was already out there where you can actually create your own sounds, um, experiment a little bit more than just your typical sampler. So, um, yeah, that's, well, kudos to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um actually uh, i have to think say quick um the reason the main reason i stopped by your booth um at nam was because and i don't remember who i talked to i was there he gave me your card of course but um 
I had told him that I came by because I saw like the night before, cause I think I came by the second day of NAM and the first, the night before I saw that, um, you guys have been listed in that billboard article as the seven companies to watch at NAM. And, uh, how, how did that feel? You know, just being listed by billboard is one of those. Yeah, it was really great. Um, right before, right before now, we sort of released the product and we, we, we pushed all the, you know, the, the marketing materials out and it, it really, um, you know, there, there's not too many times in your life where you're going to get to go viral with something. So that it sort of went viral. It, it spread across the internet pretty quick. And that was just a real exhilarating experience. Going to NAM uh, with a new product, having a bunch of hype behind us, just just a, tons of fun, very exciting. Uh, it really made the whole experience great for us. Cool. Um, since it's kind of uh, still, uh, well, I should I should ask, is it, uh, publicly available yet, or is it still kind of in the works? Um, so, you know, we, we're fully announced and we're, we're trying to get uh, as many people interested as we can right now. And we are going to pre-sell via a, um, a crowdfunding campaign uh, on Indiegogo in, in June. So our, our, ours is a little bit different. We, uh, we're, we're going to our pre-sale uh, funding campaign with a product that is really ready to go. I and mean, we, we're finishing up all the compliance details. Uh, so um, we're going to be crowdfunding really to organize a, the, the pre-sale aspect of it. So that's sort of our, our, our next big step. Cool. And during this like time between when the you know pr- early pr- versions were done, I won't say prototypes, but early versions were done in your NAM and, and now your June launch, um, who is, is there anybody that's like, have you released it to like a select few group of people or like, you know, have any, um, I don't want to say celebrities or any, you know, bigger names kind of been able to test it or. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we are, have, we've gone to a few other event, events. So we've had some booths where, where people can use it. Um, we are getting basically our next batch of uh, our, our finalized versions uh, within a week or two. And those are the units that we are going to start to uh, get out to some beta testers, uh, maybe some key influencers. Um, so, so it's this next round of our finalized product that we'll be getting, getting them out there more. Cool. Very cool. Um, and for the people who have used it, how, how impactful has it been? Have they, their eyes lit up? Have they given you new feedback, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, it, it's been good. It's 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 the most fun to give it to kids. We we give it to kids, and you, you see their reaction. Um, they, they're the hardest to gauge, right? You you can really you have a pretty good idea of how adults are going to react, um, but you know, kids kids are big are, are big mysteries. So once you, <laughs> once, if you can see a kid get excited about the product, um, that's 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 really been fun, and we really think the kids are responding once they. They start to get into it. Um, they once they sort of start to understand that they're creating the sound. Uh, they they really have a lot of fun with it. So we're, we're having a great time with that. That's awesome. As a parent, I'm just thinking of my two boys. You know how they would react to sitting down in front of this, and I would imagine that they would probably light up just like you know, ooh, I can do that. You know, I I would I would think it's much more fun than just playing piano. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, very cool. Um, so right now, uh, since it's kind of still in uh, educational mode, not quite ready for public uh, public purchase, but um, what's your uh, website so um, people can find out more about it? 
Yeah, we are at blipblocks.com. That is all one word. That's B-L-I-P-B-L-O-X. And there we will have, uh, we're really encouraging people to sign up to our mailing lists. Uh, We don't send out a lot of mail, but we are using the people on our mailing list to basically get them uh, early bird discounts for our launch in June. So everyone on our mailing list will get the first uh, opportunity to get the best price uh, for these units. So our, our very first units will be at a discounted price. So we're encouraging everyone to just to sign up on our. Cool. And what is the like uh, suggested end price? You don't have to give me the discount, but what's the sure. you know, public price? Yeah, we've been targeting 159 for uh, MSRP. Okay. Yeah, that seems fairly reasonable. Even the kids can save up for that with chores. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I appreciate you joining me today. This has been fun. Yeah, it's been a great, great chat, Kip. Yeah, uh, good, good luck to you guys with this. I uh, It sounds like it's going well so far and I uh, can't wait to see it get on the market and see what the the uh, full impact of it is. So cool. Well, thank you for listening to the Behind the Backline today, brought to you by Active Media, an inbound marketing agency focused on helping music merchants develop an automated solution to increase website sales. You can find Active Media at www.active.media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or Google Play Music to learn more about great products and companies in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space. And be sure to leave a review to let us know what you thought of this episode. We encourage you to share us with your friends and colleagues via social media, and we'll see you next time. Take care.